think so. Okay. Hey, everybody. Oh, we started? <laughs> well, you usually count, and since you didn't count, I got I'm a little sorry. nervous. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard. Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Oh, right. That's, that's my part. Really? Um, this is a show where you, the listener, just sort of eavesdrop on two friends catching up on, you know, where we're at in life and the latest cool stuff that we've learned. <coughs> Excuse me. In other words, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot that Pete edits all the verbs <laughs> out of the show. So the moment I did that, he was like, you, Marissa, now I have to edit that burp out. But you know what? I didn't burp over anything, so you shouldn't edit that out. Speaking of editing, James recently noticed that I started to not edit out the F word. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little concerned because... Uh, he likes to listen to it with his children? He likes to listen to it in the car in the morning. Yeah. And oftentimes, one of the things he's doing is taking his kids to school. <laughs> so... Well... Okay, we could tailor it for James if you'd like. We did tailor it for my no, brother. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, we, we did, and he but, stopped listening. So two things. One, again, I didn't burp over anyone. But two, I don't do that on purpose. Oh, I usually you? do the podcast. I would have just I edited it out if you just kept going. I just, <laughs> we no, still be everyone needs to know it. why I burp so much. <laughs> I usually do the podcast right after I eat, and I have a lot of dietary and digestion issues. So I usually am kind of gassy right after I eat something like with fat. And I ate a spam and turkey sandwich for dinner. Anyway, in other words, we tell you things. I ate dinner at four in the afternoon. No, I'm sorry. I ate lunch. That was lunch. That was lunch. So, Pete, how's your week? I've had a really strange week. Do tell. Well, no, I've just been struggling a lot with what I guess is anxiety. That I keep waking up and my jaw won't open all the way. I mean... So yeah. either I have some sort of uh, viral disease in my jaw or I'm um, stressed good. out and I, I need a, a mouth guard or something for sleeping, for the intense act of sleeping. <laughs> Pete, everyone, I've told Pete a few times he should see a therapist. Yes. Not like you need to see a therapist. I see a therapist. And Pete saw one and they were pretty weak. So I said, get a new therapist. And he's like, I should. And then he doesn't. Yeah. So if you think Pete should see a new nope. therapist, Cut it. call Cut us it. at 570 If you have a suggestion for an actual therapist, okay, please fine. call 570 <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Or slide into his DM sexually and with your recommendation. If, if everybody will hear me out, even though I know this are, these aren't good excuses, I don't want to sit down with somebody and be like, this is my, this is like the sort of, trailer of my baggage and then it doesn't feel right and then i gotta go to another person and then rerun that trailer like it's not something that i keep want to re like i want to revisit on a regular hey, basis nobody wants to revisit i know so economically i'm like somebody send me to somebody that i can get something out of or like that is sort of like pre-approved and that way i can unload that baggage one time and then work on it in, in well, if you subsequent live in Philadelphia, visit. you could have mine because she's amazing. Yeah, and I love her. I also personally didn't dislike the one that I had before. She told you dumb stuff. 
She was like, yeah, you're cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're cool. Play an <laughs> instrument and you'll be even cooler. Even though I did not schedule an appointment with a therapist, I did get a seven-week-long anxiety workbook slash program. So okay. over the next seven weeks, you should you should keep being like, hey, how you doing with that? And that way, you'll remind me that. to keep doing it. Okay, I will. Cool. Did you check out the book I recommended to you and all of our listeners? Maybe I never recommended it to our listeners. How to Make Disease Disappear. I it's a very, very, very good self-help book for people with anxiety and a lot of other issues. The only reason I didn't order it is because hardcover is available right now. Paperback comes out a little bit later. Okay. And that's a price I can afford. <laughs> Got it. My brother bought it for me. Maybe he'll buy it for you. <laughs> oh, my week uh, is okay. I've been exhausted because I've didn't sleep enough since sunday but yeah my improv class is going good that's it yeah it's really all how my week is it's going pretty good i was considering going to an improv mixer this saturday and then i realized i should kill myself (laughs) (laughs) is it hosted by the same organization it's oh it's hosted by a different one but some people in my class were like mentioning it like oh is that the improv theater that's right around the corner from you no it's a different one it's a new one and it's like but I'm like, what is this? I want concrete details of what it is. And it's like, get a drink, meet people, and play games. And I'm just like, but, like, formal game? Like, what? I can I see know. some people being really into that. That could sound fun, but I, I really want a good idea of what to expect. Also, yeah. will it be everyone who goes to that school? I don't know. Sorry, I'm going too deep into, like, a personal conversation. <laughs> no, no. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. What the hell does that mean, Pete? I think it makes sense that you have a that you have a choice to make. Icebreaker. You ready for an icebreaker? Yes. Okay. I hope I haven't told you asked you this one before. If I have, I'll give you a new one. But like, I will scream at you if you did. If you were a woman, tell me what kind of woman you'd be. Like, tell me about your style. This tell me what? what <laughs> I want to know, like. Would you dress sexy? Would you dress sporty? Would you dress the exact same way? Like, tell me about you as a woman. What it would it be like? I have no idea. You're such a noob. <laughs> I asked them that before once, and they were like, I would wear sundresses, or I'd show up a little cleavage at night, but in the morning I would just very respectably, and I'd be really flirty, and I would go to the club. And I knew it. Well, maybe you should do a podcast with that person. (laughs) (laughs) With my ex-boyfriend from Korea? Maybe I should. Fine. I'll think of a new one. No, I'd probably still be, like, equally self-conscious about my body. (laughs) And try to hide as much of it as possible in clothes that are a little too big. You don't! Like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you have another another question? (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to make one up right now because I don't like where this question went. (laughs) I don't know, Pete. I thought you'd give me a better answer. Yeah, I really let you down. Um. Hey, Marissa. Yeah. I have an icebreaker for you. If you could be any of the uh, M&M characters. Oh, why did I know you were going to say that? As soon as you said if you could be any, I would be M&M's one in my mind. <laughs> which one would you be and why? Which one would I want to be or which one do I think I am? That's a good one. This is Now we're back to our old ice cream icebreaker. What ice cream do you think you are? I like that one. So yeah, what, what, tell me. Whatever one you want. I will tell you that I only can limit it to three, because I don't remember the personalities of the other ones. So I only have the yellow, the red, and the green lady. Uh, based on that, I would say I would want to be the sexy green lady, but I'm probably more like the yellow one. Because yeah. I'm like, doofy and uh, doofy. How about you? 
Who are you and who do you aspire to be? If you know more than three M&Ms, go wild. You know, I would bet that some people that I work with would say I'm more like the red M&M. Mm, I can see that. <laughs> but I think I'm more like uh, the, I think the orange M&M. The orange one is the, I think, the peanut butter M&M. And the peanut butter M&M is very, like, very neurotic, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I could see that, too. <laughs> but I like the yellow one. I would say, you know, the yellow one. You know what? I'm sorry. See, I, this is difficult for me because I like the yellow one the most. Because you spend so much time thinking about what I like, I like the yellow one the most, but that's because I like peanut M&Ms the most. He, okay. We're really, you only eat guys, the ones you love. kind of rough today. Strangely enough, guys, it's four in the afternoon. This yeah. isn't like usually when we're taping at night and we're half falling asleep. But I am half falling asleep, even though it's only 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I've been home since 1 o'clock, but I had to lay catatonically for a couple hours before I was ready to do this. <laughs> Speaking of being catatonic, nope, not going to work. <laughs> what What is your topic? And then I'll think of a segue. Oh, no, I'm just going to go right into it, okay? But I have to go into it with a little bit of backstory. <laughs> okay, with a little bit of backstory. I like the way you said it. Recently. This being yesterday, mm-hmm. but when this comes out, it's going to be like a week and a couple of days <laughs> ago. Okay. I watched Behind the Curve, which what is, is that? the new Netflix documentary about Flat Earth. Oh, gosh. And if it didn't say Netflix original on it, I would have just completely skipped it. But because it did, I was like, you know, these Netflix original documentaries can sometimes be very interesting. So I was like, I'm going to settle in and I'm going to watch it. And if I start to get really irritated, I'll just turn it off. <laughs> Okay. Basically, the movie is profiling one guy through the whole entire thing. He's like the flat earth representative. And there's a few people like around him that they also sort of talk to. And then, I'm sorry, but even though it sounds dismissive, and then they talk to a bunch of real scientists, too. Okay. The leading guy that they're profiling, who I just don't want to mention by name, because this guy seems... Can I interrupt you really quickly? Did you talk about flat earth before? No. Oh, you talked about hollow earth. Hollow earth. Which okay. is, which is, you know, like, that's true. This is like, <laughs> what? Okay. So, <laughs> in the opening moments, this guy talks about uh, the Truman Show. He goes, we don't live on a ball. We live okay. under a dome, like the Truman Show. And or later, the show under the dome? Yes, that too. <laughs> later in the, the movie, probably like 80 minutes later, they're at this convention, and this 12-year-old kid gets up at the microphone, and in front of a group of people, he asks this guy, how high does the dome go? And this guy doesn't answer him. He instead goes, how old are you, son? You're 12? Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of you for being... Like, he goes down a completely different path, and he doesn't answer the kid. At least on film. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did in the room. That sort of got my mind kind of moving a little bit. And anyway, there's a lot of things that you could take away from the documentary, and I'll probably mention them throughout this, but... The thing that stuck with me the most is at a certain point in this, he keeps bringing up the Truman Show through this entire do- documentary. I guess because it's he didn't see under the dome. So, okay. so this is his only frame of reference. In one part, he says something to the effect of, it's all one big Truman Show put on by Hollywood. And I'm like, okay. But then who is Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> and he just blames this vague entity called education. Uh, what? He goes, you were taught that the Earth is a, is a globe, 
And so now you believe the Earth is a globe. And it's like, yeah, well, whose brilliant idea was it to convince everybody that the Earth is a globe? Well, uh-huh. you're teachers. So you're saying, like, every public school teacher just went home and was like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's like a, I don't know, a tradition that they passed down over the years? I don't also, know. Also, you had a weird, like, Italian gangster accent. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Like, okay. like teachers. So yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, too, he goes, they're talking about how, like, educated people don't really believe in this thing. And they're like, what do you think of this guy? And this guy goes, think about the Truman Show. <laughs> Oh, God. And he goes, he goes, Jim Carrey is in the Truman Show, but he's not having the greatest life, you know, that he could have. And so he wants to break free and see what's outside of, you know, the world that he lives in. Yeah. But think of, like, the mayor of the Truman Show town, you know? That guy's got it great. He goes, he's got limos. I'm like, what mayor do I know that has limos? Also, (laughs) like, that's not the measure of a good life. So he goes, this guy's got limos. He can get into any restaurant that he wants, that sort of thing. That's also not... He goes, goes, the mayor doesn't want to see what's on the other side of the dome because he's got everything he needs right here. He doesn't have to seek to prove anything. Okay. Now, I know this wasn't what I was supposed to take away from it, but I thought to myself, who was the mayor in the Truman Show? Oh, God, you are so weird. <laughs> so I go to IMDb. There is no mayor in the movie that I could find. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really recall a mayor either. When I went into IMDb, I typed in Truman Show, and this is the topic that we're going to talk about today. The second result that came up was called Truman Show Delusion. Oh. And it's an episode of a show that is called Braincraft, and since I was looking for a topic, I decided to click on it. I found out that Braincraft is like a... I don't think they're just on the web, but they're like PBS-based, short, broad-topic videos that give you a peek into something. And they did one on The Truman Show Delusion. Okay. You can probably guess what it is. The Truman Show Delusion, or Syndrome, is a type of delusion in which the person believes that their lives are staged reality shows or that they are being watched on cameras. It is not officially recognized by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association, but that doesn't make it any less real. I wonder why not. That seems like something like that very easily can be seen as like legit. I think the the reason why it's not listed specifically uh-huh. is because it's sort of an amalgamation of three or four different types of delusion. Oh, okay. I can't remember all the delusions, but I think there's 12 classifiable types of delusions. Um, okay. And this sort of, I think there are ways that you can explain it using terminology in the manual. But uh-huh. again... It doesn't have its own primary listing. But you know what? There's a lot of things that you can build a whole entire career off of that don't need to be officially recognized in a, in a manual. So, Such as? You pick the dumbest time to ask questions. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> According Whatever. to Wikipedia, there are 40 reported cases in the U.S. and U.K. 40 is not a lot when you think of how many people there are in the world. But 40 reported cases, I wonder how many people think... But have but like are afraid to come forward because of the forty people that have reported it, I only came up with two actual names of people who have oh. admitted publicly to suffering from this. So you can go to a mental hospital, check yourself in because you're suffering from the Truman Show delusion, and it's private unless you come out on the other side and you want to talk to the media or somebody about it. Got it. Yeah. Just in case, listener, you have not seen the movie The Truman Show. You're welcome to pause this, watch the movie, come back later, 
But this is a movie that starred Jim Carrey in which he plays a baby who was born on camera and was recorded for his entire life in a reality show surrounded by actors, his parents. He was an friends. orphan, by the way. His parents didn't do this to him. Right. But like his parents and his friends and everybody in his world were all actors and yeah. they were all in on the truth. The truth being that Truman's world was a stage which was under a giant metal dome, (laughs) a stage that was set up by entertainment executives. In the film, Truman's life is shaken to the core when he discovers this truth. Now, in the Truman Show, the dome on the the outside is like all metal, and then on the inside, it's painted to look like the sky. Okay? Hard to say what the Flat Earthers think of, of the dome that we are. In the documentary, there's a group of people who try to disprove that the Earth rotates 15 degrees every hour. Okay. But they can't. And so they come up with the conclusion that the dome itself is rotating 15 degrees, not us. Okay. So there's a lot of, but it's, again, it's a fascinating documentary. (laughs) The delusion is named after the film because many people who are describing their symptoms directly mention the film by name. What the hell is everyone's, no. But also in the name of this is the word delusion. So there is no splitting hairs about the truth that you and I would recommend recognize which is um not what they are recognizing when you suffer from a delusion there's pretty much no amount of proof that will deter you from what you believe to be true yeah very quickly i wanted to play this this is a selection from braincraft and if it plays right then it'll work and if not then i'll cut this part out this is albert albert is a 26 year old single man from western pennsylvania albert lives with his parents is an only child and works at a nearby assembly plant Albert believes that he is the star of a reality TV show, filmed by cameras implanted in his eyes. He thinks the people in his life are actors working together to keep the truth from him. One day, Albert heads to the United Nations in New York City to seek asylum from this show. Oh my god. At the UN, a guard stops Albert at the gate, so Albert throws a punch at the guard and is taken to Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital. Oh god. No one knew it at the time, but Albert was the first patient to be diagnosed with the Truman Show delusion. That's sort of a, the first like minute of That's pretty of interesting. video that explains, yeah, it gives you very broad strokes, but again, it kind of explains the whole thing. So... He gets dropped off at Bellevue, and that's that's a true story, by the way. He okay. gets dropped off at Bellevue, and I believe it's Joel Gold is a psychologist who's working there, psychiatrist maybe. And he and his brother Ian are basically on the forefront of researching this specific delusion. But mm-hmm. yeah, he worked at Bellevue, and like four people, I think, came in, you know, with a within a recognizable amount of time, reporting this problem. And so he sort of started to do some research on it and pen the name and everything like that. I have to admit, much like the Flat Earthers, I felt very dismissive when I heard about this. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. like, what sort of narcissist would (laughs) think that anyone cares to watch them all day long? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And how many cameras do you not find before you just accept the fact that you're not being filmed? But if the camera's in his eye. Wikipedia is sort of, again, because it's such a nice collection of vague knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) We love to use it here on the show. They cited a few instances of people who suffer from this particular disorder. Uh, You just heard about the guy who sought asylum from the show at the United Nations. There was another person who traveled to New York City to make sure that the towers fell and that 9-11 wasn't a plot twist in his own show. Oh, wow. One guy closed his eyes and crossed the street 
a busy street in order to prove that his safety was a priority and that no one would let him get hit by a car and die because he Did was he the star hit? of the show. No, which only fed the delusion. Oh, gosh. One guy was a former reality TV show intern, and oh. he crusaded against George Bush while George Bush was, or George W. Bush was running for president. And this particular guy thought that he was being filmed in a show and that his job in the show was basically to crusade against George W. Bush. What? Another guy climbed the Statue of Liberty because he thought that was the task he had to complete in order to win the show. But who do, do they think is telling them the task? It's not really very clear. Okay. So all of this reminded me of a Spike TV show from, I think, like 15 years ago. And the show was called Joe Schmo. I loved the show, Joe Schmo. Marissa, do you know anything about it? No, I think I'm thinking of Joe Millionaire, which is where... Oh, I they remember that existed. Tell everyone he's yeah. rich, but he's really poor. No, it's Joe Schmo. This is very similar to that in that... So this was on Spike TV. Spike TV for men. That sort of thing. <laughs> and they had this reality show uh and i wanted to do a whole entire topic on this like like we did with the ninja turtles sort of like a throwback you know kind of mm -hmm. episode yeah but i can kind of summarize it now if you don't know what it is no i don't it's a parody reality show in which the entire cast in the show they're all actors except one guy who for the whole entire season didn't figure out that he was on a fake reality show. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I found it very fascinating to watch, but there was also a sort of tragic social undertone to it because yeah. you see so many people manipulating this guy. I don't like it at all. It makes One of me the popular bit. trivia facts about this particular show is that Kristen Wiig from SNL fame, Bridesmaids, uh, she was actually an actor in the show. Wow, weird. There was a challenge that they had to do where they put on those big inflatable sumo suits. Uh -huh. and so the guy, the main guy in the show, whose name was Matt Kennedy Gould, he and Kristen Wiig were facing each other in the sumo thing. And he hit her so hard that she fell and hit her head. And I believe she suffered from a mild concussion. And so they actually had to take her away in an ambulance. And the whole entire time, we all know this is a fake show, but the injury is real. And this guy looks so guilty and distraught that he hurt somebody but again if people didn't create this whole world around him he wouldn't have been in a position to do that <laughs> this is also weird it is as i thought about it i felt a sense of compassion for these you know people who suffer from the truman show delusion and this is where i start to sound a little bit crazy myself but very uh, a few years ago maybe three or four years ago at my job which is at a college I work in a an administrative building in a college where they sometimes have class. Where No, they mostly have classes. Anyway, a few years ago, they started installing cameras just about everywhere you could find on the campus and uh -huh. in my particular building. Some floors in my building, which just houses history, English, theology, liberal arts professors, <laughs> four cameras per floor to monitor a hallway. And I was just like, this is crazy. And while somebody isn't watching all of these cameras all the time, they could go back and watch it anytime if they yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. Every single time I come out of the bathroom, I feel like I'm coming out and I'm going to be on screen. And, and in this society that we have, right, there's a lot of cameras like traffic cams and everything like that. There's a lot of cameras out there. Is this the episode where you're coming out with having Trumanitis? No. Okay. But I like it. Inflammation of the Truman. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that puts me in a vulnerable spot, Marissa. Sometimes I have the idea, the thought. So I'll be sitting at a place and I'll be like looking at a person and I'll have a thought about that person. 
Mm-hmm. And then that person looks at me, and uh-huh. I go to myself, can this person read my mind? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I go like, what if they can read my mind, and they just heard what I said about them? <laughs> Psychologists and scientists say that the moment that I scoff at myself and say, I know it's impossible, they can't read my mind, then I am safe because my mind has the ability to decipher between irrational thoughts and facts. Okay. So that's why I am, air quote, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Marissa, do you know about the Japanese game show? It's Japanese, so I'm just hoping. Susunu Denpa Shunen? Unfortunately, no. This is a game show from the 90s, so it's good that you don't know about this. Okay. (laughs) But you might probably jump down a rabbit hole a little bit later. This is a game show from the 90s where producers put a man in a one-bedroom apartment and told him that he had to win his way out. He had to win things to survive, like clothes and food. Oh, I haven't seen that, but but I've seen They put him in a one-bedroom apartment, and they took his clothes away from him and said, it's all up to you now. That's weird. So he had different tasks that he had to do, if I understand correctly, and that would earn him things like pants. Gosh! (laughs) It took him a year, but he won enough tasks to be freed. And when he was freed, the walls of the apartment fell down (laughs) in in dramatic fashion. And he was so confused. Wait, 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 wait. But he... he well, he he was auditioning for what he thought was a game show, but he did not know that this was the nature of the game show. <laughs> so they basically imprisoned a man for a year and told him he had to win his way out, and then they broadcast it. What? <laughs> There's no way. You can do that as an episode later. Okay. I'm gonna I'll do the Joe Schmo show. <laughs> you can do that one. That sounds really weird. I admit I didn't study a bunch about it because I knew that I would lose track of time. Okay. Then there are like cam situations, right? Like people do cam shows, people live stream stuff, you know, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. Yeah. And people sort of perform to viewers doing like innocuous things. Like I've seen people just watching TV and not even paying attention to the fact that the camera's happening or like Marissa does with social eating or just like walking around, living your life. And don't forget too, right? Let's let's Snowden this sucker. People can turn on your laptop and your phone cameras and surveil you anytime. Ugh, I always forget about that, yeah. <laughs> so in a world where all of this stuff is technically possible, is it all that delusional to think that it could be happening to you? If I lived in Japan, I'd say no. Okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah. The Gold Brothers wrote a book called Suspicious Minds, colon... How Culture Shapes Madness, which discusses the impact of culture on mental health, which is something that we all know a little bit about if we've engaged with any social media at all. In fact, Kevin Hall, who is one of the guys who seems like he is most uh, happy to discuss his Truman Show delusion diagnosis, told Vice about how his job as a writer pushed him to use social media, where he was supposed to get fans and likes and everything like that, which fed his delusion that he was actually in a show and then oh, he sort man. of self- found himself in a feedback loop of delusion. That sucks. Believe it or not, I described pretty mild instances of Truman Show delusion. Because I talked about big events, but it would actually affect people on an everyday basis. Another sufferer was profiled in The New Yorker. And this guy also, I think this is his real name, but I'm not really quite sure. Nick Lotz 
This is a quote from the piece. Nick Lotz decided to embrace being watched by millions of strangers. He left his laptop open, allowing the cameras to zoom in on the screen, broadcasting his words to the world. So he would speak directly to his webcam, even though it wasn't going anywhere. Okay. When he spoke in class, this guy was, he was just starting college. Uh, when he spoke in class, he grinned clownishly, letting the audience know that he was in on the joke. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> he enrolled in acting and public speaking courses, determined to become a better performer. Once in his acting class, he read an article about the doubt of fit or fatigue that can wear an actor down. That night, Lotz wrote in his journal, quote, anything that humiliates me or pisses me off is actually a hazard of being famous. Oh, so God. he convinced himself that all the bad things happening in his life were just things he had to suffer because he was so famous and everybody in the world was watching his show. Does he know now that he's not in one? If one of my students in my class sheepishly grinned in a direction after <laughs> they made a joke, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I would kick them out. They don't deserve to be in my class. I'm not really quite sure the result of Nick Lotz. I kind of just pulled that quote because I liked it. And it was hard to find people who were willing to talk about it. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting article. And it's one of the more in-depth studies of this. Again, you know, the New Yorker lets you get like five free articles a month. So this can be one of yours. One theory suggests that the Truman Show delusion can happen when, quote, the brain's suspicion system wins out over its reflective system. Interesting. End I like quote. that. And with so many people so suspicious today in a sort of post-fact world, <laughs> is it any wonder <laughs> that a person can so passionately believe the Earth to be flat or themselves to be stars in their own reality show? Yeah, I guess. But then, like, I don't know. If you think you're in your own reality show... Wait, no, 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 never mind. No. That got too meta. I figured I may have answered myself. Never mind. <laughs> It's one thing if you think you're in a reality show where people are just watching your every move, but like, yeah. isn't there going to be like an end to it? Truman I'm, Show wasn't. I would be pissed. I'd be like, I'm not even getting paid for this. <laughs> well, the reality show gives you... It's provided me with a job I don't like and an apartment I don't like? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, game show. <laughs> oh, no, I actually like the ones where the people... I, I, I realize that it sounds like I'm being slight about it. I like the ones where people think they're in a game show and that they're trying to achieve some sort of certain task. Like the one guy was just screaming at George W. Bush and he mm -hmm. thought that he was going to sort of like win the affection of people, something like that. That one's so weirdly specific. It is. And the, the fact that he that, was yeah, an intern on a reality show, I want to know everything about that guy's story. <laughs> but that's all that I have on the topic. It's kind of one of those things where I could have just said, hey, the Truman Show delusion, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> But instead, I thought I'd put together a, uh, I don't know, approximately 30-minute episode. So, I is it is it safe to assume that all of these cases happened after the release of The Truman Show? Or did some of these happen already, but then after The Truman Show, they got a kitschy name for it? It's a very good question. A lot of times people go, well, this sort of thing has existed before. It was just a little different before. I mean, I, I want think, to know specifically you're on a show. I know that plenty of people have to No, because, like, how long have how long has shows been around, you know? So one said in the 60s... I don't know why that, that did How long has shows been around? I don't know. <laughs> in the 60s, when perhaps radio was a little... Like, it had been around longer. It was, you know, a little more established. Did you say radio people. had? Radio. Oh, okay. Had. Had radio oh, had. I wasn't making a joke. It sounded exactly like <laughs> it's in radio. Okay. Um, P 
people thought that radio waves were controlling their brain. Uh, and so that's a, that's a sort of paranoid delusion that one can have. Nowadays, you could say, oh, there's a computer chip in my head that's telling me what to do. You know, that's another type of delusion. TV is telling, you know, like all these are paranoid delusions. And so it's almost like the idea of sort of maybe being watched by others isn't sort of brand new. But the fact that it's a broadcast thing and that everybody in the world is watching your TV show. Yeah, that's that's the part that I think is sort of defined by the Truman Show. And again, the patients who were coming in were using it almost as an exact quote. Nobody said, like, I'm suffering from Ed TV delusion. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. If they're not hurting anyone, like, so what in some cases? Yeah. But, like, if you're going to punch people and look for asylum, then you definitely need help. But, like, if you're just, like, live your life and you do lots of weird knowing smiles, like, you're just a twat. But, I mean, like, so what? I was, that was my question to you. Do you know anybody who you would suspect... <laughs> thinks that they're suffering from this. I bet your old boss did. My, maybe my old boss. Um... <laughs> I feel like there's just this sort of narcissistic aspect to it. Like, if I was on a sh- if I knew that I was on a show right now, I'd be mortified and I'd just want to hide someplace where there's no cameras. If I knew I was on a show, I actually might act more wildly and erratically and more like yes. carelessly so that I could make a more dynamic story. You would walk into the middle of the street and go, I'm from New York. <laughs> yeah. That was and a throwback to our friend Alicia. I'd be like, I'd be going crazy. I'd be making the most compelling TV imaginable. I wouldn't say I'm from New York ever, anyone. I am from New York, <laughs> but I would never do that. It'd be cool. No, it wouldn't be cool. I don't think that. I would want, I like a real life. But I mean, I wouldn't like be like, no. I would be like, fine, bitches. I'm going to give you what you asked for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. Thanks. Did not see that coming. Neither did I. Found it yesterday. Also, that intro, I was very scared because I've learned so much about Flat Earth. Not from you, from my life, that I just couldn't do it anymore. I think that the documentary is worth watching. Okay, so that was actually going to be my plug. It's called Behind the Curve. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me put in a pause for the plug music. It's time for plugs. It's time for. I don't remember our club music. Maybe you should listen to an episode. Oh, f*** you. (laughs) I do, but I don't listen all the way to the end. (laughs) That makes it worse. Uh, It doesn't make it worse because I'm half of this show. (laughs) I don't need to listen to our shows again. Yeah, but usually you go first and I go second. So you're telling me you're not listening to my half of the show? No, I don't even listen to all of mine. I just mean I listen to a bit to, like, remember how fun it was. And then I'm like, okay. Whatever. So, get out of here. I usually only make it past the icebreakers. If you have Netflix and you would like to, you can watch this documentary called Behind the Curve uh, for all the fun reasons that I've told you already. But also, most notably, I realize that this doesn't sound very sensitive, but this smoking hot scientist <laughs> who is in the documentary, <laughs> she comes on screen and she starts talking. And I'm like, wow, this lady is like really compelling. Like her eyes are real. I don't know what it is about this lady, but I'm really willing to listen to anything that she says. And then in my brain, I'm going, I hope she's not a flat earther. <laughs> oh man. But is she? No. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> but, um, it's a really good documentary where they profile a guy who is convinced that the earth is flat and a community that supports him and that he is a part of. And, uh, at the end of the documentary, they sort of present these people as they are and let you draw your opinions. 
And if you're anything like me, your opinion will waver a little bit, but it'll stay solidly rooted in what you already think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But it humanizes the people in a very interesting way. And that's what I think I like the most about it. I like a documentary that takes a weirdo and humanizes them. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like that. Pete, when you were talking about, I don't know, that weird thing, that weird Native American whisper ghost that's a wendigo? Yeah, Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Was that was that linked to Skinwalkers? I feel like um, we talked about Skinwalker Ranch in that episode, or am I wrong? We may have mentioned it, but we didn't go into a lot of detail. Okay, I don't know why I thought that, but anyway. They, the, some people are like, what is called a Skinwalker in this culture is called a Wendigo in this culture. Okay, that's So some people have equated them. That's what I meant. Well, if you happen to listen to our episode where Pete talked about Wendigo and you enjoyed it, I recommend you listen to my favorite podcast, Last podcast on the left. Uh, There's right now doing a two-part series on Skinwalker Ranch, and it's kind of interesting. I've heard the term Skinwalker Ranch for a while, but I never really knew what it was. Yeah, it's it's pretty creepy. So that's uh. Is it a ranch? Yes, it is rooted in that. I zoned out at a part. I forget how the ranch part is, but I know what a Skinwalker is. (laughs) It's Um, like a little blue cheese. (laughs) <laughs> no. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you listen better than me, guys, and you could find out for yourself. And if you happen to own a restaurant, we would love it if you changed your salad dressings to say Skinwalker Ranch. Not every day. Just on Halloween. Otherwise, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> but that would be super fun for Halloween. Oh, or if, like, Doritos did a limited edition Skinwalker Ranch flavor. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> It tastes like skin and ranch. Nice. <laughs> Ew. But that's it, I guess. I mean, I, all, all I would do anymore is watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not a problem. So I have nothing really much to plug. And I listen to music again, guys. I don't just listen oh, to podcasts. Nice. started listening to music. New music? No. Probably okay. stuff that's really old. but like Me too. Music. Yeah. Well, you Whenever I listen to music, music now, I'm like, let's go to like the 60s or something. <laughs> for a time period i just do the thing on spotify where i pick one song and then I don't trust give them. me related songs so i don't know it's interesting yeah. but guys i hope you have a nice day 570 pod one if you're having a nice day and you want to tell us about it or you're having a bad day and you want to tell us about it or you're having a day episode correction in the recent episode in which i presented marissa with the craigslist misconnection oh, icebreaker yeah, yeah, yeah turns out the person was talking about an adult bookstore that has video booths in it and chances are marissa was right uh somebody Told got you. <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about go back and listen and listen to what we both thought was happening in that video booth i thought it was straight up penetration and he was like i don't know cookies and dogs Lemon square <laughs> yeah exactly maybe so, it was both <laughs> mm, i don't think so this uh, penetration it, is tart <laughs> ew it's gross <laughs> Okay, Thanks guys. for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.